Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Mondo Show. You're not going to want to miss today's program. I have a special guest, Reverend Dr. James Tan, and he's here today to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. But I'm also going to take a few moments to talk about why has there been such a neglection about the Holy Spirit from our pulpits and ministries today. You don't want to miss today's program But first, I got to tell you something to all you beautiful mamas out there, all the single moms, all the moms out there that are married and they have a family. What a great celebration we had as a family celebrating Mother's Day. We had Mexican food. We had family. We had Grandma Sharp. We had my sisters. Of course, my mom. We had my beautiful wife. Listen, there are three women in my life that have impacted me so much that the reason why I'm sitting here today is because of their amazing prayers and their faith that God had a calling in my life. The first lady I want to tell you about is my mother, my birth mother. Boy, did I give her a hard time. You know, she prayed for me. She asked the Holy Spirit to watch and protect over me. Now, if you don't know my story, you got to understand that my mother lived on the edge of her seat waiting for a phone call to see if her son was going to be dead. And as my mother prayed over me throughout the hardships and the trials and the tribulations of my life, her prayers are the reason why I'm sitting here today. I want to thank you, Mom, for believing in me, for praying for me. I love you. I can't wait to continue or relationship. My mother means the world to me. But there's another person that stepped into my life back in the 90s when I came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. God placed me in the life of Jim Baker. Can you imagine that? The famous televangelist that everybody watched fall from grace and, and all of a sudden the world just didn't know what to do with him. But God had a plan for this man. And today this man is walking in restoration. You're watching this program through the PTL network. Can you believe that? When the world said, lock them up, throw the key away, God said, no, I have a plan that is going to be restoration and a witness to all of you that if God can restore Jim Baker, then God can restore you. Well, Jim Baker married Lori Baker, and Lori Baker became a mentor of mine. She prayed for me as I struggled in my young uh, Christian walk. She believed in me. She never gave up on me. She saw something in me that, you know, propelled her to pour into my life. And another reason why I sit here today is because the tenacity, the dignity, the faith that Lori Baker walks with, I witness and I watch her with her actions, not just her words, but her inaction. As the trials and the crisis came into their life as being public figures, I watched her respond with grace, with love. And I want to tell you something that inspired me to fall in love with Jesus every single day. Her faith is the reason I'm here today. And I want to tell you something. Another lady that changed my life was my wife. 
you got to understand something. I never wanted to get married. I never wanted to have kids. I grew up uh, as a gangster in East L.A., and I didn't want none of those things to be used against me in the gangs. Therefore, I protected myself from falling in love or having kids out of wedlock and having them all over the place just like my homeboys were doing. Well, one day, God brought this lady into my life. And I want to tell you something that changed me because the way she carried herself, the way she valued herself was nothing like I had witnessed in my life. Well, we got married and the charmer there I was. <laughs> I told my wife, I said, listen, I don't want to have any kids. I don't think I can be a father. I don't know what a father looks like. I grew up without a father. I don't want to fail as a father because then that's going to hurt them and it's going to hurt me. And she said, well, I want to have kids. Well, I thought I knew what I was doing. I said, look, okay, you can have one baby, okay? We'll try for one. <laughs> Someone once told me, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Well, I tell you what, God laughed that day because we have twins today, a boy and a girl, Mila and Mateo. They are the sweetest, the kindest kids you will ever meet. And I attribute that to my wife. She's an unbelievable mother. When she's tired, when she's exhausted, you know what? She still finds a way to smile and to connect with them and to pour into their life. So I want to thank my wife for being an unbelievable mother to our twins. I can't believe I have twins. <laughs> Only God. But you know what? I attribute all their gifts to the Holy Spirit. And if you don't know who the Holy Spirit is, I want you to stay tuned today because there's something happening in our church today. There's something happening in the ministry. You know, I have received a lot of questions on why is the subject of the Holy Spirit neglected in ministry and in the church today? I also received this question right here. Why is it often being neglected from our pulpits today? I got to tell you, I've come to the conclusion that maybe they're not open to the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of scriptures that talk about the Holy Spirit. For example, this one right here, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive the power. Oh, man, I can preach on that all day long. Let's go back over there because I, I'm going to put it on the screen. This is what it says. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. How about this other scripture right here? Acts chapter 4, verse 31. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. How about this other scripture right here? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Listen, if we don't desperately depend upon the Holy Spirit while we're still alive and while we're still living our daily lives, then we can never expect to walk and live in the freedom and victory that only comes from the Spirit of our great God. You know, one of the most important things we can do as Christians is to constantly remember the job and description of the Holy Spirit. 
The resume of the Holy Spirit could literally fill large shelf books in your home, in your office, in libraries. However, I'm going to use this brief moment right now because I want you to understand what I'm talking about. I want to point out to you the truths about the Holy Spirit that we simply cannot ignore anymore. Faithfully walking with Jesus, we have to know what the Holy Spirit is all about. And to talk about this subject right now is my special guest, Reverend Dr. James Tan. He's a visionary leader with a clear biblical understanding. He reveals God's goodness for the new generation of believers, for you and I. He's the founder and president of the Covenant Fellowship of Ministries International. Dr. James Tan holds a doctorate of ministry degree from the Wagner Leadership Institute and a doctorate of divinity from the International Seminary. Dr. James Tan shares that the Holy Spirit infilling is really all about God outpouring himself through the operation we call the nine gifts of the Spirit. Well, he's here today to help you and I shine forth with the Holy Spirit power. Help me welcome my special guest, Dr. James Tan. Mondo, listen, I my heart is full and ready to go with you. Come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> listen, before we get started, I found that that you used to volunteer at a local animal shelter. Is that true? <laughs> it is true. Boy, you have been doing some research on me. Listen, my heart was always tugged towards some sort of service and some sort of helping. I guess that was the work of God from the very get-go, you know? <laughs> Listen, what is it about animals that brings us a lot of joy? I, you know what I think it is? I think it is the fact that th we feel like we can connect with them in a non-judgmental way. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, at least it is for me. At least it is for me. That's how I, that's how I look at it. Plus, I like them because you're cute and fuzzy and furry, at least. I, listen, I also found out that you love chocolate milk. <laughs> uh, oh, man, listen. What a way to start the show. This is my introduction to the audience of the Mondo Show. He likes animals and he likes chocolate milk. Listen, anyone who likes chocolates and, an and animals and chocolate milk, he couldn't be too far bad. I'm telling you right now, right? Yes. <laughs> Listen, I love this because I wanted to start with this question because a lot of people think that when you're on television or when, when you're in the public eye doing ministry, they, and you, especially when you write books about the miraculous uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit, they think that you're not normal for some reason. And, and I wanted to bring the, norm, the normality to you because you love animals and you love chocolate milk. How can you go wrong with that? <laughs> well, listen, that's exactly my whole point on social media. I try and put out that ministers anointed by the Spirit of God live normal lives. Absolutely. Listen, uh, one of the things about it is that we are real. I don't know about you, but when you watch us on television, you probably think that we have, we're, we have no problems, we're perfect. But listen, we are just like you. And one of the things that has always interested me personally is the subject that we're going to talk about right now. And I want to start with this because before I get into your book, 
I have found throughout my years of traveling and speaking in conferences and, and churches and events, I found out that the subject of the Holy Spirit has been neglected from our pulpits today. When you started writing about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, what is it about the Holy Spirit that the church is afraid to teach about or talk about? When you talk about the Holy Spirit, you are talking about God in the present tense, in the present now with you and I. You see, it's one thing to talk about the God of creation, and he is. It's one thing to talk about the Jesus of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and he is. But when you talk about the Holy Spirit indwelling the believer now, you're in essence saying God is here with us now. And that immediately says that if he's here now, there must be a demonstration of who he is and what he is now. And I think this kind of puts people off a little bit. It, it kind of scares people a little bit. Can I, can I even say it this way, Mondo? Um, you know how Revelation tells us, really, the spirit of the age is anti-Christ. Not anti-Jesus, not anti-God. It's anti-Christ. And we know that that word Christ really is the word anointed one, the anointing, you know. And we also know from, from Luke chapter 4 that the Spirit of God, when after he came on Jesus, was when Jesus, anointed by the Spirit of God, started doing all that he did. So you could say that the Spirit of the age is anti-the anointing, which is the Holy Spirit. Wow. You know, that's so powerful because we're living in a moment right now if there was ever a moment that we need the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit is right now. And if you just tuned in, you're watching my special guest, Reverend Dr. James Tan. He's written a brand new book called Releasing the Miraculous, Walking in All Nine. Listen, one of the most spiritual words in the Bible is all. A lot of people don't like the all. They, 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 they pick their own scriptures here and there. But listen, you got to put the Bible back into context, and you have all nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Dr. James, let's talk about this. Our time is flying so fast. you got to come back because there's so much to talk about. But let's talk about the gifts of the Spirit. And you write about the nine of them. Can you share the nine of them, but specifically focus on one of the nine. Let me put it this way. Talking about gifts and manifestations, I like to say it this way. We base, God has given, basically given us two main gifts. One is the gift of Jesus Christ. And the gift of Jesus Christ brought us into the kingdom of God. But then Jesus, in departing, sent us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit brought the kingdom of God into us. Now, I wanted to ponder and, and, and think about this. If the Holy Spirit, God himself, lives on the inside of you, and the Holy Spirit is the giver of these manifestations, the giver of these gifts, listen, my friends, I've got good news for you. He never left any part of him out when he moved into you, which means he brought everything he is into you and I, which means we have, because we have the Holy Spirit, access to all the manifestations of the Spirit, all nine of them. So this conversation, sometimes when people say, well, I wonder what my gift is, I wonder what my, my, my manifestation is, really what, what we need to focus on is getting to know the Holy Spirit. And in getting to know the Holy Spirit, His manifestations manifest through us. 
Now, we will be more apt at certain ones, like the gifts of healings. That I, I've talked about plenty of, of manifestations of healings that I've seen in, in my ministry. But it all stems from the love of God. Every manifestation stems from the love of God and because that's who he is. And these manifestations reach man tangibly with God's love. Listen, let's talk about this because, you know, a lot of us make a mistake of using a lot of church terminology where we lose people that have not uh, understood what we're talking about. Let me bring it back to this one question that probably I should have started out with, but what is and who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is every much, as much God as we think God the Creator is or Jesus is. The Holy Spirit is the action part of God, you could say. He is the empowerment part of God, you could say. So in the same way that we say Jesus is the Word, and you see this in Genesis 1. Uh, in the beginning, was uh, uh, you see how the, the Word was without shape and without form, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the earth. And then God said, let there be. And the moment God's Word spoke, let there be, the Holy Spirit jumped on those words and caused those words to manifest. Now, here's a powerful principle that we have to get a hold of. The Holy Spirit is the manifester of God's words. Listen, this is how Mary conceived. She conceived the word, but like the uh, angel Gabriel said, it is the Holy Spirit who will infuse you, empower you, come upon you, and cause the word to be manifest. So the Holy Spirit is the manifester of the word of God in our life. He is the power of the word of God in our lives. He's the action of the word of God in our lives because he is in every real way God himself. We call this the anointing. Dr. James, I, I, listen, so many questions are going through my mind, but I, I got to bring it back to this. Why would a supernatural God, right? You're talking about the supernatural. Why would, what would, a, why would a supernatural God uh, build a supernatural church and then expect it to function naturally. I tell you what, it beats me. There is no, there is no. See, when when people want to talk about how, when people want to debate, well, I wonder if the manifestations of the spirit are still for us today. I answer that very simply. God manifestations are not to just to show off His power. God's manifestations are a result of who God is, which is love. If we can answer the fact that God is still love today, and because he is still love today, he still wants to meet the needs of humanity today, then we will never have to talk about and never have to wonder if the manifestations of God are still for today because God is still love today. And this is exactly what we're talking about. Why would God want the church of Jesus Christ, which is his soul exclusive disciple-making machine, you could almost say. Why would he want us to wage in a spiritual work, but do it only in natural means without the empowerment of the Spirit? Listen, this this is not how God intends. What started supernaturally has to proceed supernaturally and end supernaturally. Listen, you're watching Dr. James Tan. He's written a brand new book called Releasing the Miraculous, Walking in All Nine Gifts of the Holy Spirit. 
You write about how we have been giving these gifts to manifest in our lives. How do we discover the gifts that have given that have been given to us, Dr. James? You know, First Corinthians chapter 12, Paul writing to the church in Corinth said, Now concerning spiritual manifestations, concerning spiritual gifts, I do not want you to be ignorant. And then Paul goes on to list them for us, the nine manifestations of the Spirit. Now that tells me a couple of things real quick, Mondo. It tells me that number one, ignorance is a choice because Paul told them, don't be ignorant. Number two, what, what that tells me is that in order not to be ignorant, you have to be able to identify these manifestations. You know, the Holy Spirit told me one time in my own prayer time, it, through tongues and interpretation, that the anointing requires recognition because the anointing requires cooperation and you cannot cooperate with what you do not recognize. So part of learning to flow with the manifestations is obviously, number one, get to know God's Word. Number two, get to know the Holy Spirit through God's Word. But then number three, be specific about what you study because whatever you study, Romans 10, 17 tells us, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Whatever you study, whatever you hear about, faith for that will come. When you study about the manifestations, for the manifestations will come. Listen, I love the content here. You got to get this book. He deals with the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, faith, healings, the working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. This all are subjects that have, I, in my opinion, have been taken hostage in ways in the ministry and a lot of people have altered a lot of what you're teaching here. But let's talk about this, because I think it's so important that we understand how can we activate or manifest the gifts in our everyday life? Because we want to learn that when we receive the word of wisdom, what do we do with it? What do we do when we receive a word of knowledge? How do we activate that word of knowledge? How do we deal with prophecy, especially in a time where so many prophetic voices are confusing a lot of people? What is it that we need to learn in practical ways that we can activate what you write about? The very first thing I always tell people is to understand that all these manifestations are not just for, for people who are behind the pulpits and preaching, but they're for every believer. You were talking about receiving power early on at the beginning of the show, Acts chapter 2, and how, G, uh, how, how Peter, quoting uh, the prophet Joel, said that in the end times, in the last days, the Spirit of God will be poured out on all flesh. But all flesh includes everyone. And so the first step really is to very simply recognize, listen, I'm a simple guy, and I like breaking things down to where, where common day, everyday folk like you and I, we get to bite on them and chew on them. Recognizing that all the manifestations are for every believer is really the first step to even recognizing that we can manifest the life and the beauty and the majesty of the demonstrations of the Spirit. But then, here's another thing that's always helped me. It's recognizing that when my heart is right to serve, when my motive is to be a blessing, even if I were to make a mistake, and let's face it, this is the main reason why most people don't dare to step out when they feel they've received a word from God, when they feel that God's telling them to do something or, or, get, or maybe leading them to go lay hands on someone. 
the reason why people don't dare to do that is because, well, they're embarrassed that they'll make a mistake. But here's what I found out. I found out that because God is love, when my motives are right, when my motivation is to be a blessing to people, even in my mistake, even in my mistakes, let's put a, let's make that plural, that even in my mistakes, God's love is bigger than my mistakes and he's able to turn it around and be a blessing. In other words, boldness. You can be bold when you know your father loves you. You can be bold when you know that the Holy Spirit's good. And you can be bold when you know that the Holy Spirit will always lead you and guide you right. Now, I, I, it, it may sound like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not specifically answering this, Mondo, but, but these are just the basic things. And, and like I said, I'm a real basic guy. You got to know that God's good. You got to know that God loves you. You got to know that God wants good for you. And, you, and then you got to know that when, he, when you feel him, sense him speaking to you, step out. Boldness can save lives. Woo! You're watching Dr. James. Listen, he's a reverend. He's a doctor. He's a teacher. He's a prophet. This is the moment where we need to hear his voice. This book elevates the reader. That means you and I, and while he's teaching and building our biblical truths according to Scripture. I highly recommend this book for you right now, especially for all of you who desire spiritual strength. Whether you're a new Christian or you're a pastor, this book is for you. You have to get this book. We have to understand the gifts that the Holy Spirit brings. But more than that, the, the gifts that we already have inside of us that have been placed by God. All you have to do is just activate it. I like practical books that help us teach how do we activate those gifts. We have to understand that we have been given gifts by the Holy Spirit already when we were born. You were born with a gift. You just have to connect with that gift and understand that the purpose and the destiny that you were called to fulfill, it all is connected with your gift. If you have a gift to preach, if you have a gift to cook, if you have a gift to be a mom, if you have a gift to be a father, a construction worker, there's a gift inside of every single one of us. A lot of people spend their whole life not finding out what their gifts is. But you know what? This book right here is going to help you understand how can you connect with the spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to you. Oh, man, I wish I had more time to talk to my guests because there's so much to discuss. I want to thank you, Dr. James, for joining me today. You got to come back. There's so much to talk about. We are living in probably, and I keep saying this, but we are living in one of the most exciting times that we have ever experienced in the church, especially in the 21st century. We can activate these gifts and understand that when you walk into a room, you can be the, ch the, the, the change maker of that moment. What if God gives you a prophetic word for someone in your life? What are you going to do about it? And if you don't activate that gift, you may be stealing someone's purpose and destiny. We have to be prepared. Get the book today. I have to go. My time is gone. Dr. James, you got to come back. Listen, no matter what you're going through, keep the faith. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
Well, I think we're at each other's throats. As a matter of fact, I saw a recent study that said Republicans and, Demo and Democrats are at a bigger disagreement uh, in, in doubt each other's motives more than Israelis and Palestinians do, to put it in context. And we all know the historic uh, animosity there. So we have a country that's divided. We're mad about it. And we think the other side is not only wrong, but they're wrong for bad reasons. And the question is, what do we do about it, particularly we as people of faith?